Good morning. It's 6.54 a.m. on Monday, March 20th, 2023. So I decided maybe I would try and do some more. Um, first of all, I'm paying more attention to the audio. I was listening to an episode I recorded recently in my current podcasting format, which is basically me standing in my living room with my phone and my EV PA system is standing about 18 inches away from my head and apparently the sound is coming through too much so I need to either hold the phone closer to my mouth or I need to get a different microphone. I used to have a lavalier mic and I think it's in storage in Portland with the rest of my Mississippi stuff assuming my neighbors packed it up the way they said they would might not be there maybe I've paid thousands of dollars for storage for things that are either in pieces or non-existent or who knows so yeah I'm working on the quality of things but it's important to me to have music maybe I can just turn the music down a little bit if it's coming through well enough I thought I had to turn it up louder but maybe I don't apparently my phone my phone's microphone is pretty good. It's more sensitive than I thought it would be. But anyway. This is Cut Chemist on Pandora. So I'm trying to solve my music problems, my music streaming problems. And I've rediscovered Pandora giving it another shot. I really like it. I don't know exactly what the, how it works these days, like being able to choose what you listen to, you know, when it first started up because of licensing crap. You couldn't skip songs. You couldn't choose which song to listen to. You had to, you could only gently suggest what you want to listen to. Um, but now it looks like you have a lot more control over it. You can save songs to a collection. I've been able to listen to some things on demand. So it's nice. I like it. So I canceled Amazon Music. Amazon Music has, on Android, again, that's what I use. So I don't know if their iPhone app is bad, but their Android app is horrible. Horrible. Very buggy interface. And heavy too. Seems like it's extremely resource intensive. So Pandora is good. Thank you, Pandora. I'm glad they're still in business. Also, I'm thinking if I can get a podcast segment that lasts more than 30 minutes, I might as well release it as its own episode. If you've listened to my podcast over time, I think I've released some episodes that were almost four hours long or something crazy like that. So that seems like quite an investment and it delayed me getting it out. And so I thought, if it's over a certain minimal amount of time, might as well go ahead and release it. 
Um, so I think I mentioned this before I finally took the plunge and um, now that I have some cash, I stood up a server on DigitalOcean and put Discourse on it. It's some discussion forum software. It's the best I've ever used and they've made some really good improvements. It's really easy to use on mobile devices. I like it a lot. It's great for an administrator to use. It seems like it's really easy for users to use. I really like it a lot. So I created it and hopefully uh, I can stay in touch with people, build sort of a community, at least with my close, closer friends or people who like the stuff that I post and provide a place where people can share things that or, I don't know, just whatever. Either things that are important to them or they just want to share stuff or goof off or whatever. And I tried to make it so that this is only, I think this is the third or fourth one that I've created over the years. And the permissions system, um, I'm still trying to understand I haven't taken a close look. I need to make sure the permissions are what I expect them to be. I'm trying to make it so that anonymous users can post and have a lot of freedom also. You shouldn't have to create an account in order to post things or comment. Um, but it looks like I might not have set that up properly. So let me know if you have any problems. One of the things I'm gonna do soon is have it so that you can log in with your existing accounts on Facebook or Google or Twitter or GitHub or whatever. So you don't have to create a brand new account. I'm also trying to set up uh, a meetup time for the new meetup I set up in when I moved to Longview, Kelso, Washington. It's another in Mississippi, I created the Jackson Progressive Salon meetup group, which got some traction, got some attendance. I hated to leave it. I felt like we had finally started getting some things going. We had a couple movie nights. We had some regular meetups, regular interest, regular attendance, and then I had to leave. But uh, so I started the same thing here, and then before I went broke and had this stupid legal issue with my speeding ticket and the resulting probation, which is ridiculous, I uh, created this group, Longview Kelso Progressive Salon, and I think there are about 15 members right now. I think the last meeting we had, it was a, basically a happy hour at Lemon Drop in Longview, and it was probably about eight people, 10 people. That was nice. Um, so I'm going to try and get that going. Um, what else? I was listening to Robert Kennedy Jr. on Jimmy Dore this morning. He seems like a good guy, straight shooter. 
I like people. You know, I recently posted about Tucker Carlson came out and said he was, he admitted to being a mouthpiece for the establishment and a cheerleader for the Iraq war, blah, blah, blah. And I felt like he deserved some praise for that. I think anytime a public figure fesses up and says, yes, I was wrong about something, I think they deserve some approval because even if you disagree with them on other things, because who else does that? It's a sign of integrity. And it's like mission number one of people in the public arena, never admit a wrong, never. Somehow that means you're weak or bad. And if your trust with the public is so brittle, then there's a problem. Either you're a problem or your public is a problem. Your audience is a problem. If they're so willing to discard you because you said you're wrong about something, then that's probably not the electorate you need to be paying attention to. I know plenty of people who would not give a shit if you admitted to be wrong about something. That's life. That's being normal. That's being a human being. We need more human beings, honest human beings, in politics. That's the only way it's ever going to work. Because it isn't working now, and it hasn't worked in a very long time, if it ever has. And people need to wake up and admit that. But instead, it's Emperor's New Clothes, constantly. And it didn't just happen with Trump. It's like it's with Biden. It was like it with Obama. It was like it was with Clinton. It was like this with Reagan. Everyone. Everyone turns a blind eye to inconvenient truths. You gotta wake up, people. Have some ideological consistency. Be logical in your thinking. I meet so many good people who are just knuckleheads. They cannot call a spade a spade. I don't get it. I don't know what has to happen. This is why I think t people like Tucker Carl Carlson, and it's not him, it's what he did. He admitted that he was wrong about something. And he changed, he seemed to have a genuine change in heart. That is one of the most respectable things a person can do. Why don't people do it? Why are people so afraid to do it? It's fear of change or what the consequences are. I think it's fear, basically. It shakes up their impression of reality. People are so caught up in personal truths and crap like that. That's what it does. It takes their personal truth and puts it in a blender. Shut up! I thought I got rid of all those alerts. I was trying to be really good about turning off all interruptions like that in my life, unless something's on fire, like work absolutely needs me or something's burning on the stove or something. I really like this song. Let me see if you can hear it. Oh wait, can you skip? Can you rewind in Pandora? Let's see. Let's find out. Oh, looks like he can't. 
I'm listening to, this is one of my favorite songs, Frontier Psychiatrist by the Avalanches. hear that I like that a lot frontier psychiatrist by the avalanches this is why I need a personal assistant to write down these little notes so I don't have to remember to do all these things I've had a personal assistant Twice. Uh, I think it was a decent experience. In neither case was the person a professional personal assistant. It was more like someone thought it would be a good way to earn some money and they were pretty dedicated to the idea. But uh, they were they had their own life issues. So it was a temporary arrangement, things got done, but it did not last. And they were nice people, and I learned a lot. But it was not sustainable. So I would probably want to hire somebody who actually had a track record and a more stable life. But I think that would be useful if you have the money for it. And these days with the gig economy. Well, okay. Am I going to go look at my list of things I was going to blog about? Let me look. So one of the tools I've been using recently is called Notion. I think I've blogged about it. I love it. It's awesome. It is one of the most flexible. What do you call it? I was going to call it a note-taking tool, but it's not that. It is a an information organizational system, and it can be as complex or as simple as you want. You can use it as a notepad, you can use it as a personal database, you can use it as a task list, you can use it as a calendar. It is awesome. It is so flexible. Notion. I think the domain is notion.so. S is in Sam, like Sammy the cat. All right, so I'm going to look up blog or podcast. What do I have that says blog? Blog about how the election cycle shouldn't be this long. Yes, I think I've talked about this already. 
It should not be this long. Next subject. <laughs> Just kidding. It is a waste of money. I don't know what the purpose is. It basically distracts people. It's like another horse race to watch. Instead of people being focused on their life, it takes their attention. It's a, in a way, it's like a way of diverting people's attention. And it's a way of getting, giving people the opportunity to raise even more money. So I can see it achieving multiple aims. And none of them are good. There's no good reason to have an election cycle that long. If, there, if it were full of debates, yeah, great. I mean, but do you need to give people 18 months, two years to make up their fucking mind about something? No. If you need that long, you have a problem. You haven't figured life out. Six months tops. Who needs more than six months to pick out who to vote for? It's crazy. All right, what's the next subject? I can cross that off the list. You're helping me get my tasks accomplished. Thank you. Uh, blog about what Chris Rung got on his new special. Okay, so I think I've talked about this one too. So I liked his new special. I can't remember what it's called. It was on Netflix. And I think it was the first live event on Netflix. Is that right? Live streaming event on Netflix. I don't know how it went. I assume it got good ratings. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. He's always refreshing. He doesn't pull punches. I think one thing that I dislike about it was he... Uh, hold on. Let me do some more muting on my phone. So he... Uh, you know, you have this stage. You have this audience. And it's a wonderful opportunity to spread some truth and wisdom. Not that that's his job. He's a comic. First job is be funny. Then, just like everyone, no matter what their job is, even if your job is an accountant, your first job, be a good accountant. Second job, be an ethical person. And actually, if you want to look at it that way, your first job is to be an ethical person no matter what your job is, even if you're unemployed. I think everyone's primary purpose on this, on this planet, be a kind and ethical person, period. Forget about education, earning power, all that crap. Be kind to yourself first and others second. It, that's another concept, I think, that's important. You know, it's one of those things you have to practice what you preach or re-examine what you're preaching. And you get on the plane, and they say about the oxygen mask, what do they tell you? They tell you put on your mask first, make sure your mask is secure, and then you help your kid or your neighbor. Because if you're passed out, what good are you? Take care of yourself. You need to be a healthy, functional, capable person before you can do anything for anyone else. Which also leads me to something else I was thinking about this morning. My goal, and I don't know how much I can leverage this when I'm, I'm looking for a job, another job right now. I'm keeping my job. Thank you, Andy. I'm not going to quit my job before I find another job. I've learned that lesson. 
no matter how horrible a job might be, I need to have some financial security. So I'm gonna do that. But I am looking for a job because this job is part-time and could end at any moment. It's not a permanent position. And so I don't know if I would be able to really, I mean, my preference would be, okay. My point is I want to see if I can have a day job, whether it's self-employed or otherwise, where I don't have any external obligations until at least, I was thinking noon, but maybe I could scale that back to about 10 a.m. And it's for the reason of that whole put your mask on first. Because I feel like my day goes better and it's not just my day goes better. I think a natural way of doing it is you get up, you take care of yourself, you, and it's part of listening to yourself. Like, what do you need? You need to use the bathroom. You're not gonna say, I need to clock into work and get dressed and clock in and do some work, attend a meeting before I use the bathroom. No, you use the bathroom. And you say, well, it would be silly for me not to use the bathroom. What am I supposed to do, urinate all over myself? No, you're not. And your body is gonna force you to use the bathroom pretty much. There's a consequence. Well, when you don't take care of yourself in the morning, when you don't give yourself time to wake up, when you force yourself to get up early, prematurely, you don't have enough sleep, when you skip the waking up period where you get to open your eyes, relax, see your family, have a cup of coffee, have some breakfast, when you're rushing around, when you don't get some exercise in in the morning, when you don't get to do your chores so you can get that off of your mind, there is a consequence for that also. And you are paying for it, whether you know it or not. And too often, we accept the consequences for these external requirements that are completely arbitrary. And this is why I have the domain name fuckhenryford.us. Because Henry Ford, the Industrial Revolution, assembly line mentality, we have to commoditize everything. We have to parse everything into units. Everything has a price tag and a cost. And we need people who are like cogs in a machine. And we need to segment out the week and the day. And we're gonna squeeze out as much productivity. Daylight savings time. When the sun's up, people are working. No, when the sun's up, you need to be outside, fuckface. This is why people have vitamin D deficiencies. This is why people have heart and lung problems, because they're not out walking around in the daylight. This is why people get sick all the time. This is why they're fat. They're not active. In the best hours of their day, they're in some office or a factory or whatever, doing things that are not humane. They're not natural. They're not beneficial to them. They're beneficial for someone else, for your manager, your cattle wrangler. 
because that's where you are, your cattle, for eight hours a day. And if you're, if you think about it, you should include the time that it takes you to commute. So let's say 10 hours a day, at least. And then if you add the stress that's involved, so the time where you're, you think is your own, but you're stressed out about what you have to do for those 10 hours. So let's add another hour. So for 11 hours a day, you are someone else's cattle. Oh, but I'm living for the weekend. I'm living for those precious two weeks of vacation that aren't even vacate. There aren't even uh, guaranteed to you. They're not guaranteed to you. Uh, I don't even know if I want to keep talking. You know what? I think I'm going to stop. I was going to go on, but now I feel like I need to go accomplish something. This is, I'm making myself sick. All right. <laughs> I'm not in a bad mood. <coughs> but I think that's enough. What's uh, the right word for what just happened? enough of telling you what I think. Okay. Hope you have a good day. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Good morning. It's 4.30 a.m. on this marvelous Wednesday morning, March 22nd, 2023. I'll be your DJ. Uh, easing you into your day, uh, which hopefully will be even more spectacular than yesterday. Let's take a look outside and see what the weather looks like. Oh, it looks like it's dark. It's dark weather today. <laughs> it's dark skies ahead. Not in a bad way, just that there's no light. Because the sun's not up yet. Don't worry, I'm sure it'll come up soon. Stay tuned. We'll give you more news about that. Coming up, Allie's going to make some tea and uh, probably have some oatmeal. I've heard he does that on most mornings. All right, how's that? Hopefully this isn't annoying. I'm going to try and keep you on my ear. I'm looking for microphones. Uh, that I can wear and podcast while I'm walking around the apartment. Selectively filter sounds like these. You're hearing me use the same. But I also want to have the ambient noise. So 
so I don't know. Um, I, I might be wearing one of those condenser mics around my neck. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I felt like I wanted to be able to record and do stuff. And again, in a way that's not annoying to the listener. Hopefully, those two can happen. Much like George Costanza combining food with sex. And sports. Listening to sports. Eating a pastrami sandwich while having sex. The trifecta. Listening to Sign of the Times by Prince. Shout out to Andy, who I don't know if he remembers, he probably does, because he's that kind of guy. Knowingly played that album, or at least a track from that album. I bet he knows which one it is. Housequake, yes, that's right. Because he knows that I love that song and love that album. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. If you have not heard it, I highly recommend you check it out. This morning I'm listening to it on Pandora, which I think I've mentioned. I'm having a rekindled love affair with recently. They've earned it by enhancing their product, which is something I think all companies should pay more attention to doing, especially Google, where I feel like it's sort of like, no, I'm not going to say that because it sounds too sexist. I was going to say, and this is nothing against anybody I knew. I've been in a relationship with, I swear to God, that's not my... That's not what I'm saying. But it's the uh, Google, some of their products, it's like... The woman you married, or the man, doesn't have to just be a woman. Alright, let's say the partner. The partner that you fell in love with, got all excited about, saw the promise, seemed to fill all your needs, took care of all of your problems, um, very satisfied person you were. And gradually you're like, okay, uh, I've seen that trick before. And you know, I was thinking about that, you know, that thing that you did, could you do it a little better maybe? I liked it at first, but then I I was thinking about it and I thought maybe it would be better if you did it like this. And also, could you do this other thing maybe? It didn't seem like it would be that much of a problem, but it would help me a lot if you could do this other new thing. And the partner's like, eh, talk to the hand, Sally. That's not my job. 
and that's what Google and other tech companies and any other company, but I'm most frustrated with tech companies who refuse to enhance their product. They just freeze it in time and say, okay, it's doing the job, it's earning us money, and blah, blah, blah. But some products are not like that. And those are the ones that I gravitate toward. That's not why I started recording this morning. I started recording this morning because things have been really wacky and I wanted to share it with y'all to the degree I'm able. Um, turns out, I can't remember if I mentioned this already. So I was talking with a friend who's someone who's been, uh, after my car got repoed and I qualified for free medical transportation to my stupid events, uh, <clears throat> They were mandated by the court because I sped past a cop with alcohol on my breath. And now I have to go to a substance use disorder treatment program. I don't know how else to handle the situation. Uh, I have to go to these things. So I got medical transportation, so I wouldn't have to have to worry about the bus or walking, especially in the winter, and it was raining and very cold sometimes. Hello, kitty. Who's the new kitty venturing out into the kitchen? Hello. Hello, baby. You saying hi? I'm gonna be in here for a little bit. Um. So yeah, free medical transportation. So one of the drivers who's been taking me hither and to, if that's the right way to say it, George, we were talking about cars, uh, he mentioned, I said I was pretty close to being able to afford to buy a car, hopefully. And I really wanted to be able to buy it outright. I really didn't want to have a car loan around my neck again, which I have not had until I unwisely sprung for the Volkswagen Tiguan last time, which is partially how it ended up getting repoed. Because you don't want to lose any money on it, you can't repossess it. He said, oh, my credit's shot. And he said, there's no way I would qualify for a loan. And he said, which I did not really think about, <coughs> and I think I might have heard this before someplace, but the idea that, you know, getting certain kinds of loans, if your credit is horrible, might be easier because there's a hard asset 
that is being exchanged for the money. In this case, it's a car, and they can simply repossess it if you stop paying for it. Whereas if they loan you cash, good luck getting that back. So I guess it's a safer risk for them to loan you the money for it. So he said, give it a shot and see what you can get. Well, lo and behold, I looked at Carvana, the same place that sold me the Tiguan, and I qualified for a loan, and I was happy to see 31 point something percent. It was gonna be, I, I thought, okay, I can save up, and, and the, re, the whole reason why I was gonna finance it was because I wanted to, okay, initially I wanted to save up all the cash and buy the car outright from the beginning. But then I thought, I have a lot of money saved up right now. How much would it, uh, what could I get right now if I were to finance a little bit and have a small, affordable monthly payment that I could eliminate within the next six months or so, pay off the car. Um, so I did the terms and so, for about $8,000 down, between three and $400 a month, I could qualify for about $17,000. And uh, Carvana, like I said, was $31,000. CarMax, I was not gonna go to CarMax because CarMax is not close to here, which is why I got the Tiguan through Carvana because Carvana brings the car to you, you don't go to the car. And I didn't have a car when I bought the Tiguan, because that's why I was buying the Tiguan. And I couldn't go to CarMax and test drive cars, because closest CarMax is 45 miles away. And I bought my last two or three cars from CarMax, and I didn't want to have to worry about independent used car dealerships. And I thought I would give Carvana a try. And anyway, by the way, I cannot recommend Carvana's uh, purely because there were a couple other little things, but the big thing is, and I don't know if this is a, you know, auto loan, uh, shops, whatever you call them, you know, Carvana didn't do the financing. They handed it off to a place called Bridgecrest, I think. Well, they're fraudulent and I would like to sue them if possible. So if you're an attorney, you want to do a fight, a class action lawsuit against predatory auto loan, auto lenders, uh, please count me in because they were unethical and deceptive and a bunch of stuff. Technically, I don't think I should have even lost the car the way I did but I was in no shape to contest it. So I just had to grin and bear it. Where was I? So thanks to my friend who said she would take me to CarMax to test drive some cars, I thought, okay, well, let me look at CarMax. So I pre-qualified for a loan from them and it was only something like 14%. So 14%, 14 point something interest 
on pretty much the same terms. I think it was identical terms um, compared with Carvana's 31 point something percent. So just a note, if you're interested in buying a used car, Carvana might seem like a great idea, but just based on that one example, where results might differ significantly if you're just willing to go out and drive to the car instead of getting them to drive the car to you. I don't know if that's how they justify that difference. That's nuts, man. Because it's not like the process was that easy. Like getting the registration and stuff was pretty stupid. I never had a problem like that with CarMax. CarMax was awesome. I loved every single CarMax experience I've had. They were fair with me on the trade-in. Uh, everything was good. Service was good. A few times they had it. Very good. Alright. So this treatment program I'm in, I uh, had a wonderful, you know, it's getting, been getting better. And I don't know, it might be a combination of feeling like um, I've reached some acceptance. So if it gets loud, let me see what I can do about that. Let me give Timmy some treats. He's gonna take him. Boy, I haven't done a nice real breakfast yet. He woke up, seen such a pretty girl, look so tough, baby. You got that look. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I'm coming to teach you back. I'm coming to take it back, baby. Crucial, first thing I watch out. You got the look. You got the look. Show no TV cookie in my book. I'm yelling to my phone. Can't leave you alone. I know you can't stand it. Oh, your pulse is pounding. I'm yelling in your ear. I'm really sorry, but I can't stop myself. Alright. I'm stopping myself. Hello, Kitty. What's going on? So, treatment. So, I mean, my favorite parts of treatment are the, they call it process group, where people share, it's basically group therapy. Um, and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, and so you get to know people. And, uh, so it was nice to, uh, share my stuff and get some support from people. And I had mostly good news these days because it seems like things are finally coming together in different ways and, uh, got some attaboys or something from my friends and, What do I say? I felt like they were happy to hear it. And 
and got to learn more about some new people. Got to share some stories. Oh, but the big thing was, so I was talking with this guy and found out we have so much in common. Like, so much in common. And I don't know how specific I should get. I don't think I'm gonna compromise his anonymity. I guess part of it, I didn't know what to focus on. What we had in common or how, or that we had some a lot of stuff in common. But anyway, it's nice to meet somebody like that. A stranger at first glance. I don't know if I'm gonna have anything in common with this guy. Well, so much of what we're going through is similar. And the way we handle it is similar. Our personalities are similar. And I asked him if he was a Gemini. He said, no, he's a Capricorn. Dope! Because I thought, surely we must be born on exactly the same day. We must be hatched out of the same egg. No. And it's funny because the last time I asked somebody who I thought was pretty much my twin sister, I said, are you a Gemini? And she said, no, I'm a Capricorn. No! So what is it about that? What is it about Capricorns? Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's the rising uh, constellation or something else, some other uh, aspect of their sign, their birth chart. I have to ask my friends, Melanie or Lynn or somebody. Who knows more about that? Melanie? I'm reluctant to ask her about that stuff. I feel like... I don't know if she listens to this podcast. I don't know if I should say her name. I want to, because I like her a lot. I respect her. Um, but, anyway. I'll ask her if I can plug her and her services on this podcast sometime. So, it's 4.51, you get ready and go to work, have a busy day, we're having our first reboot meetup of the Longview Kelso Progressive Salon, a hiatus due to Johnny Law's aggravation over my passing him on I-5 north of Portland going about three to five miles per hour faster than he was because he's trying to slow down traffic because he's a jackass. You know, it's another podcast. I'm not going to talk about it right now. I started writing a book on driving, sketching out ideas. I was going to put it up on my blog a piece at a time as I wrote it. I really want to get back to it to benefit society, for those who care, for those who actually want a guide on how to drive well, 
And I'm not saying I've cracked the code, but I'm saying I have a good attempt. Because I haven't seen a, a good attempt out there. Like, and this is a problem with our society. I don't think you have to write down how to do everything. This is, this is a large part. Like, I was talking with my friend Tammy. I've talked with a couple other people about things related... Pardon me. Related to this recently? Basically, so I was talking with Tammy and we are having a conversation. And I was talking about how I was frustrated because people say like... They throw up their, their hands and say like... If, if only... Whatever. How the saying goes. I don't know. If only life came with an instruction manual. Or if only raising babies came with an instruction manual. Well, it does. It did. And we threw it down the garbage disposal. We've lost our tribal knowledge. We've lost our mechanism for tribal knowledge exchange. Because we don't have the tribe anymore. We don't have the village anymore. Everything, unless you're fortunate enough to come from a large family, large extended family, that knows how to stay in touch with each other. And I think everyone has problems. It's not that some families are dysfunctional. When you have enough people together, some people are going to have certain weaknesses. And that's why you have large groups of people, because... Not too large, that's another subject. But you, you, what's the word? You, what? You spread out. You, this is what makes me think I didn't get enough sleep last night. What is it? What are you doing? This is going to drive me nuts. Oh my god. Alright, I'm going to try and find other ways to express myself instead of this one word that I can't remember. So... You have people who have some weaknesses and other people who have other weaknesses and but everyone has different strengths. So that's fine because you're not relying on one person or two people or a handful of people. You have a group and together you will have the tools that you need to overcome whatever challenge is there. So a network is better than less than a network, a smaller network, or no network. It's more resilient. And when you grow up, and you're watching grandma and older cousins and older sisters and older whatevers raising kids, you're used to that. 
It's a part of life. And you get to see this person is better with dealing with kids. This person isn't as great at dealing with kids. And with this, when this person loses it because they're under stress, they don't beat their kid. And I don't think anyone beats their kid because they want to. They do it because they're out of ideas and they're out of resources. But in this situation that I'm talking about, they simply will get up and leave. They go on a walk. They go fuck somebody. They get a drink of water. They go eat a good meal. And someone else takes care of the kid. No problem. There's no problem. It's not problem solved. There just is no problem. But we don't have that. It's a lack of resources. It's a lack of handing down education from generation to generation. And you end up, okay, I love you, let's have kids. Okay, what do we do next? Well, first of all, I'm stunned to see how many pregnancies are not planned. I mean, I just assumed, since I was a kid, all pregnancies are planned. Well, guess how amazed I was when I realized I was not a planned pregnancy. I didn't know that until I was about 16 years old or 18 years old. That was surprising. And then I found out from a friend, he wasn't a planned pregnancy. Then I found out from another friend, he wasn't a planned pregnancy. What the hell are these people doing? Have you not heard about birth control? When did you grow up? The depression? Well, even then they had methods of birth control. Use the rhythm method. No, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. Use some thought. Are you serious? You can avoid having kids. Alright, I am totally off on a tangent. I don't even know if I want to turn it around. I think I just want to be lost in my confusion and wish you a good day. I'm going to finish my cup of coffee, get to work, earn my money, and I'll tell you about treatment later. Suffice it to say, things are going better than they were weeks ago, or even yesterday, or last week. So. Hope you can find ways to make today better than yesterday. And don't think about tomorrow, because today, right now, is all you have. It Right now is always all you really have. So make the best of it, and thank you for listening. I appreciate your spending your time on this, and even if you're not paying complete attention, maybe you have it on while you're chopping vegetables, don't cut your finger, or you're doing some work on your computer, or you're gardening, or you're driving, or you're blah, 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 whatever.
Don't forget to check out if you're interested in participating in the community. Take a look at the new discussion forum I set up at discourse.ourback.info. It works great on mobile. And pretty soon I'm going to set it up so you can log in without creating a new account. You can log in with Google, Facebook, a uh, bunch of other social media accounts. Not right now though, but in the future. I'm going to try and get it done this week. Um, and as always, you can look... Probably the best place to look for all my stuff is at ourback.info. You can look at ourback.info slash about. You can find out all my... I try to keep that updated of all my other online accounts, things where I might have stuff, where I post audio clips of my music, if I have any. I'm trying to do more of that. Um, I decided I'm going to try and give YouTube improved their creator studio or whatever quite a bit over the last year and a half, I think and uh, made it a lot less burdensome to simply upload a video or do a live video broadcast. And so I think I'm going to try and give that a shot. I am going to try and work on hourback.tv again, though. Have my own streaming service. I don't want to have to risk someone taking down a video because I play some music that I like in the background that violates some stupid copyright law. If they want to sue me directly, go ahead. But, I mean, just leave it up to these overzealous Facebook and Twitter bots or people who are just sitting there deleting things because you play five seconds of some good music that someone recognizes. It's just absurd. So I'm going to try and set up my own streaming thing. But anyway, so check it out. Thanks for listening to the plug. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. By the way, so I don't know if it's worth turning on some music for this. I don't know how long this is going to be. So I was just, I was catching up on my morning news. I just wanted to say something about East Palestine. I don't know why they pronounce it Palestine, by the way. Leave it to locals to fuck up the pronunciation of words. Maybe it is Palestine. I don't know. I didn't invent the word. I didn't found the town. Maybe they didn't know there was a place called Palestine. Maybe Palestine is really called Palestine. Maybe we should call it... We should be talking about Palestinian rights. Instead of Palestinian rights. No. Palestinian. You don't say Palestinian. Anyway. So this is an example. You don't need the newspapers to tell you <clears throat> that we live in a broken, dysfunctional society. Look, use your own eyeballs. A train derails. Chemicals go all over the place. Reporters are saying they're showing up at press events or events where government officials are supposed to be conveying information to people. 
They're the only cameras there. One news outlet. The only news reporters there. It's been weeks since this happened. No one is getting any news. The, the people who live there. They're not getting any major assistance. They're being told that it's safe. How do you know it's safe? You don't know it's safe. Use your brain. How do they know it's safe? Aren't you supposed to conduct tests? Are you just omniscient? You snap your fingers and you know, boom, it's safe. It's like the water in Flint, Michigan. Is it incompetence? Or do they just not care? Or are they saying they're afraid to do anything because that would demonstrate that someone's on the hook for this? Because God forbid someone take responsibility for something. And if we start helping, that might admit liability of some kind. And that would be a mistake. And now these poor residents are having to call this stupid train company to get housing assistance or something stupid like that. This is the government's job, folks. This is why you have a government. But the government has been stripped bare to the bones, picked over by corporations, and everyone thinks privatization and getting contractors is a way to solve all our problems. That has never helped a goddamn thing. It makes it more expensive because no one's in it to do a better job. They're in it to make a profit. So they charge more than it, they cost, it ends up costing more than it would have done if the government had done it and there's no oversight. And they do a worse job. Boom, everyone loses, except for the people who are getting the money for it. And it's the same way over and over again. And we're gonna continue to see situations like this until it gets bad enough that people actually rise up and do something. And it doesn't have to be a violent re revolt. It will be eventually, but it doesn't have to be. It can just be people deciding we need to have something different. So folks, why don't you just pick up your shit from the Capitol and leave before we burn you and hang you and pillory you. Just go ahead and get out. There you go. And we'll have some other people who aren't rich white motherfuckers. It doesn't even matter if you're white. Look at how many black people are in Congress now. They're saying the same shit. We had a black president. It doesn't matter if they're black or white. It, all it matters is integrity. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. Look at how many women we have in Congress. Some of those crazy people in Congress, some of the worst of them are women. That doesn't mean shit. You don't know where you're gonna get just because someone has a vagina and a uterus. You think that makes a goddamn difference? They're as idiotic as anyone else, as corruptible as anyone else. All right. Now, where do I put this in the podcast? Do I put it in the middle? 
in the beginning, in the end. I think I'm gonna keep it in chronological order, so I'm gonna try and put it at the end. So unless I make a mistake, this might be the last thing you hear. Bye-bye. 538.